Hi there, and welcome back to another week of our Sermon Chat podcast. We're so excited to have you join us as we continue a conversation on everybody's favorite topic, suffering. Yay, suffering. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those are the yeah. fun sermons to preach there, huh? <laughs> nope, not really. They're about as fun to preach as they are to here preached. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Suffer for the gospel is yeah. our title this week. And, yeah. You know, it's a hard and mm. important message. Uh, yeah. And it's one that we, especially in our comfortable Western American world, mm. uh, do not love. <laughs> we don't. And yeah. I don't think we very much uh, understand mm. or relate to what it really means to suffer Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the as paul would say the the joy that is found in suffering yeah not just paul but james and peter yeah uh, it's all throughout all throughout the the epistles and the new testament the letters and suffering is not a topic that one can preach regularly Mm -hmm. and expect Mm a um congregation to get behind (laughs) (laughs) however it has to be um, preached from time to time to just remind us that what we know to be true Mm -hmm. sin brokenness pain and suffering are part of the christian life yeah but not just the christian life i i really like the quote that i read at the end of the sermon um from the, his book, uh, Full Service, by Sion Young Tan. Which it's right there. We have here. Yep. Yeah. And he said, yes, everyone suffers, and Christians suffer uh, intentionally mm. for the sake of the gospel. Yeah. But this is, Tan would say, a message that is contrary to a lot of what we find in American Christianity. Absolutely it is. Where we preach a gospel of joy <clears throat> and mm-hmm. peace. And I think uh, even wealth and That's prosperity. That's why I say even health and wealth. <laughs> God's just waiting to bless you. Right. God's, and... <laughs> this is what God wants for uh-huh. you. Your best mm-hmm. life now. Yes. And that's just, it doesn't, It as much as we want that, yeah. it doesn't, it isn't true, and I think if we're paying attention to the scriptures and life, it isn't mm-hmm, true mm-hmm. Um, in our experience. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I think one of the analogies I used mm. to talk about suffering with my students is mm. it sounds great if we were to say, okay, for the next month, you can eat only candy, right. only sugar, oh, only junk, yeah. like, which sounds great for a minute. But as we age, especially we come to understand, no, yeah, no it, it feels terrible. Yeah. And it leaves us feeling mm-hmm. just gross and empty. And right. and it, and yet that's what a lot of times I think we right. tend to seek out. Yeah. And I think that in the Gospels, we find a, a God in Jesus that is willing to suffer mm-hmm, for us. Mm-hmm. And I think the simple question of us is, are we willing to suffer for him? Mm. And it's a, I'll use Paul's words, a momentary light affliction, yeah. our suffering. It's, 
it's really for a blip mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in this life, though it feels like it could go on forever. <laughs> yeah. When, and it's especially difficult. when you're caught up in suffering. Oh, certainly. Yeah. So give us a little yeah. recap of, of the sermon. And uh, maybe as you do, give us a little behind the scenes. Is there stuff that you left out oh, that you wish yeah. you could have unpacked a little bit more? Yeah. Take us inside that mind. Yeah. Oh, boy. Here <laughs> Not we go. too far, please. <laughs> yeah, for, for the sake of the world. The, yeah. So Paul, in verse uh, 3... Chapter 2, Second uh, Timothy, he says, join with me in suffering. And really, that's the whole emphasis of this particular passage. And then he lifts up Jesus Christ. This is who Jesus is. This is why I suffer mm -hmm. and I endure. And so you also should suffer and endure. And suffer and endure, we know Paul did. There's yeah. this whole litany in Second Corinthians <laughs> that... Uh, Paul goes through to say, uh, you think you're suffering for the gospel. Yeah. This is what I've been through. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then it's interesting. I, I found that um, Paul, in using these three metaphors, was kind of getting to the whole idea of suffering, but from different angles. And if we don't identify with all three metaphors, who cares? Yeah. If we identify with one, I think that's the important piece. I agree. I think that's why he used such different ones. I to, think so. To connect with different people. I do. And and remember, there is a generalization <laughs> going on here. This is written <laughs> to Timothy. And, and Paul asks, Timothy, will you join with me in suffering? But yeah. he also says, anyone, everyone. He uses these kind of superlatives that would include the whole body of Christ, mm -hmm. those who believe, the elect, as yeah. um, he says in verse 10, for the sake of the elect. So, like, for instance, I wasn't, a, nor am I a soldier or a farmer, but yeah. I was, and from time to time, am an <laughs> athlete. <laughs> so yeah. I can totally relate to the suffering of training. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I think mm -hmm. back to when I was uh, racing bicycles yeah. uh, in, in college and, and just after, it was rigorous training. And if you didn't put in the time, uh, it, there was no sense in racing mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, I identified with that metaphor. metaphor. Um, but, you know, I think what I didn't get to in this particular sermon yeah is the joy that we find in suffering. Mm. I know that sounds counterintuitive. Right. Maybe it is in this life. But both Paul and James and other places talk about the joy that they have in suffering. Mm -hmm. And I don't think the suffering itself brings joy. That's not what they mean. Um, but how God uses our suffering yeah. to bring about joy is um, significant. So at the mm -hmm, very end, mm -hmm. at the very end, I said, um, as, as kind of an addendum almost, a tack on, because I, I didn't have a place to put it without yeah. changing the whole sermon, um, the, the rewards found in, uh, in suffering. And here's our joy. 
we we find joy when our commanding officer is pleased. Mm. We find joy when we get to put on the crown of life. Yeah. We find joy when we share in the in the harvest of of God's people. That's good. That's and so good. So I again I I just <laughs> kind of gave a cursory glance at oh and you know by the way mm-hmm. don't miss the rewards found herein. I would be remiss if I didn't yeah. <laughs> say, you know, but this wasn't about suffering's rewards right. or even about the joy we find as we endure or suffer. Uh so I just kind of tacked it on. That yeah. that's the that that is a whole another sermon it that is. I will preach one of these days. Yeah. Absolutely. The joy in set before us as we enter into suffering for Jesus and mm-hmm. with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I know you've talked often about the dark night of the soul and just yeah. the St. John of the cross. Yes. If you're interested, you mm-hmm. can Google St. John of the cross, the dark night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the ways that we experience God's care mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. God's tender mercies yeah. differently in those spaces. We do. Uh, because yeah we have a different kind of need at that point. And yeah, and uh, a a heightened I think mindfulness yes, of God's we're presence aware. in mm-hmm. those spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's ironic almost where God is feels the furthest away. Yeah. Uh, we actually um, experience his presence all the more. Mm-hmm. There's that old uh footprints saying that was really popularized yes. in the 80s, <laughs> maybe even before, where a, a person is walking down the beach and sees two sets of footprints as they look back on their life. And one set is theirs and the other set is the set of Jesus. But they notice that in the most difficult times of life, mm-hmm. in those times of suffering, there's only one set of footprints. And the person asks, uh, where were you, Jesus? Yeah, how could you abandon me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, in these, especially in this, these times of difficulty. Right. And the whole point of that is, well, Jesus says, I, I was not abandoning, abandoning you. I was carrying you. Yeah. So these footprints are mine, not mm-hmm. yours. Mm-hmm. And I think in a very real way, um, that metaphor itself reminds us that Jesus is all the more present I think yeah. in our times of suffering, um, in that we are more aware of yeah. His presence. I mm-hmm, think maybe mm-hmm. is perhaps better said. Yeah, Jesus e- is is equally present, but we might be hopefully more aware of His presence mm-hmm. in those times. Absolutely. Well, but, I think of it similar to when uh, a child is injured and mm-hmm. they. Their parent is there loving them all the time, but right. they get that, they're, they have more awareness of it yes. because they're looking for that comfort <laughs> way more need it when, their, yeah, when their knee is skinned or yeah. whatnot. Right. We, we see what, what yeah. we look for often. Yeah. And so it's not just, uh, as I said, the rewards mm-hmm. that we get after we persevere but it's in the midst of our perseverance and, and yeah. uh, through suffering that we find God in a different way than we find him when things are going well. Mm-hmm. It's that mm-hmm. I, yeah, that idea of surrendering to even suffering, 
and that's not yeah not an easy it's and it's not um it's not the way of the world yeah i think the way of the world is uh do whatever you have to and can do so you stop feeling this way. Right, to avoid Get out the of it quick. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. So we come up with all kinds of um, mechanisms and habits to get out of that place. Yeah. Um, and those typically aren't healthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a lot of the habits we start to practice um, become our addictions. Yeah. I know um, researcher uh, and... Uh, PhD psychologist Brene Brown. I, I think she's at Houston, Uni- Houston University, Houston. That sounds right. Um, she she in teaches, Texas somewhere. Yeah, in sure. Texas somewhere, but I, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I think you're right. Houston. Um, she, she talks about um, we we all have these uh, numbing mechanisms mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to get us through our periods of suffering because yeah. we don't like it. And so it can be all kinds of things. Um, mm-hmm. Denial, <laughs> that's, yep. a, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Addictions of mm-hmm. any kind, mm-hmm. you know, shopping, drinking, mm-hmm. smoking, whatever. Yeah. Um, those are all numbing mechanisms. Mm-hmm. We think about our phones, our phones, how we spend so much time scrolling. And... Because our minds just mm-hmm. kind of um, uh, leave the building. Yeah, yep. Uh, or TV shows, or mm-hmm. uh, e- even good habits can, can be overused. I, yep. I, you know, um, we throw ourselves into an exercise program, mm-hmm. or work, or work. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, or hunting and fishing. And yeah. So we don't deal with those uh, difficult things. We don't really uh, endure the suffering at all. We mm-hmm. kind of uh, mm-hmm. neglect and deny it. I was going through a particularly hard time in my early 30s when life kind of came crashing down around me. And before then, I, I had the tiger by the tail. I, I controlled my life. Yeah. I went to the right schools. I knew the right people. I, I had the right job. I, you know, I, I was doing the right things. I had the right opportunities. I took advantage of the right, you know, you mm-hmm, name it. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you were a success story. I was, yeah, yeah, yes. uh, maybe even more so in my own mind. Right, but I was doing it. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I was doing this thing. I was adulting. I was doing life, and um, then all of a sudden, I wasn't doing mm. it, and I left my job and. Uh, we moved in with my in-laws and, um, you know, the, it, it just, we had two young kids and you know how it goes. And yeah. life just came crashing down around me. And uh, I met with my mentor pastor, um, Paul Spaulding, as you know, you know him. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was sitting in his office at uh, the other RLC, the church <laughs> I grew up in. Uh, Resurrection Lutheran Church in Redondo Beach, California, and I was lamenting uh, through tears and the rest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We were crying together, which is such a gift that he gave me regularly. And he said this to me, Steve, don't be in such a hurry to get out of this place. He says, oh, while you're here, milk it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? 
the what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, no, no. I want to move through, get it Milk done, it. get it over. Yeah, we're meeting so I can get past it. <laughs> no, he said, um, what would be a, a a shame is if you come out of the other side of this difficult period of suffering mm-hmm. um, the same way you entered into it. Mm without change, without learning life lessons, um, without experiencing God in a different way. Yeah. So he said, be mindful, be aware, and remember it's okay not to be okay Hmm. and do the work in this place. Uh, Learn from the master. Hmm. And I think, I, I, I hope that I've lived my life and helped others live their lives in that very difficult place of suffering because of because of my own yeah. experience with it. Um, some days people ask me, "How you doing, Steve?" and and I'll tell them, "I'm okay." Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And I'm okay with being okay. Yeah. We don't have to say we're doing fine. Right. Uh, Typically, when someone says they're doing fine, they're really withholding from you how they're really doing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Some people say good or I'm doing great. Yeah. Yeah, that may be. Yeah, we have seasons. We have seasons where that Mm -hmm, happens. mm -hmm. But, you know, a lot of us just, um, I don't think, take advantage of being in that place where Jesus is... um, perceived all the more yeah in presence in ten in tangible ways mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i know that was a lot <laughs> yeah no but it's good it's a good reminder yeah. and um, i think one of the difficulties about suffering or staying in that space is mm-hmm. not becoming hardened by it yeah and so what yeah. what kind of advice or what thoughts do you have about how people can mm-hmm. stay stay soft or stay open to what god is doing rather than yeah given into that temptation to sort of harden ourselves against suffering? Well, I think you have to, I, I said this before and, and I'll qualify it now. I think you have to work, do the work, work at it. Mm. And when I mean work at it, work at your, um, work on, at, in, with <laughs> yourself. Yeah. Um, a, a lot of times, when people are hardened by um, situations that make us suffer, we aren't dealing with the suffering in a healthy way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're, we're actually probably not dealing, we're not doing the work. Yeah. So I, I've said before, and I'll say again, I have a therapist on speed dial, yeah. Dr. Wayne Lim in California. Uh, I started seeing him during the same period of time in my early 30s. Um, it's been well over 20 years now that I, I call Wayne and say, I need a Zoom appointment or I yeah. need a half dozen Zoom appointments yeah. or I need a year of Zoom appointments, <laughs> however it goes. But um, we, you have to do the work. Um, one of the mm-hmm. spiritual um, disciplines that I practice in this space and, and in this space alone, I don't do this I don't practice this habit when I'm not suffering. Hmm. And it's just because uh, uh, 
it, it, it's, a, it's a spiritual practice and habit that is special and unique to when I'm suffering. Yeah. And that is journaling. Mm. If, if, uh, if <laughs> probably nobody will care, and that's okay by me, but if someone were to pick up a <laughs> journal of mine <laughs> after I'm gone, they yeah. would say, man, this cat is always suffering. Yeah. Um, no, I write when I'm suffering. Yeah. And, and practice that spiritual habit. It's a different and unique habit that I practice mm. when I'm suffering. And that's just the rhythm that works for me. Yeah. Some people journal all the time. Right. So you get their happy pages too. Yeah. Not going to have a whole lot of happy pages <laughs> uh, for me. But it, it's, not, it's not comprehensive of my right. life. So I think um, practicing good spiritual disciplines mm. and habits, uh, using the tools of that, that are given to us through um, modern psychology, yeah. modern medicine. Mm. My goodness. Mm. Uh, you know, people today, uh, and, 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 and I don't know why this is, but there's a stigma when it comes to mental illness. Yeah. Um, and I mean, for instance, uh, there's been a lot of study. I've done a lot of reading on what's called the GABA index and mm -hmm. our happy receptors. Yep. Um, yeah. To include serotonin, and I think it's you know pronephrine, mm -hmm. at least those dopamine. two, dopamine, mm -hmm. all of those things, and that's that's biology, that's yeah. that's chemistry. Yep. So if we can get help as individuals from modern medicine, why are we not doing this? Right. To, it's a biologic problem. We we should take care of biological problems with biological solutions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm all for. Um, Going through a medical doctor, obviously, yeah. um, and getting the help one needs mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. with modern pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Now, we don't want to use those to escape. Right. Or it's not about numbing out. It's yeah. not at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I would say talk to your doctor yeah. in those spaces too. Because yep. maybe you just need a little boost in dopamine. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, not a clinician. <laughs> <laughs> this is not medical but, advice. But like. yes, right. But use the tools, and I would say be intentional in mm. that space. Yeah. Um, that's why I think when people aren't doing the work, using the tools, being intentional, then it's easy to become hardened. Absolutely. I think it's also where we need to rely sometimes on the voices of other people. Yes. You know, especially people. Christians. Yes. I, I call these, well, I don't, but I've picked up the name, uh, spiritual friendships. Yes. We need people to talk, to tell us the truth of Scripture. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. in those places of suffering, right. we can't trust ourselves. No. Our, mm -hmm. our we have what we call in my family stinking thinking. Yeah. We don't, we're not thinking right. Right. So we need people to, to tell us the truth about what's going mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. and enter. You know, the Bible talks about bearing each other's burdens. Yeah. If we're not doing that in suffering, what are we? Right. What, what it, we miss the point. Yep. We miss There's, the point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I know plenty of Christians who are just not willing to go to those deep spaces yeah. with others, with their family, with their church family. With, with even with themselves, mm -hmm, they can't mm -hmm. they can't go or get there or won't. Yeah. So yeah, do the do the work. That's a good. That's yeah. great advice, and I think really important in this yeah. space, especially when <clears throat> our world and even our Christian world in America 
is yeah. often geared so much more towards the sparkly Christianity or the mm-hmm. kind of shiny and God's just waiting to rain down money and health and happiness and all of those things on you. No. <laughs> and <laughs> un- unfortunately, that's not what we see in scripture. You know, no. that's not supported mm-hmm. by the Bible, um, no, even it's... as it's a message that sounds nice. <laughs> yes. God wants the best for you. Yeah. And sometimes that includes suffering. Yeah. Yep. Um, sometimes God's best is our suffering. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's hard to get our minds around it that is. particular one. It is. But I, I'm wondering, like with Paul, if he wasn't in prisons for right. <laughs> regular periods of time, yeah. would he even have written letters? Right. So maybe Paul suffered for our our sake. Mm. That's what he said. He he says, therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect. Yeah. I wonder sometimes if our suffering mm-hmm. isn't for another person. Yeah. It isn't isn't for someone um, someone else yes. in the kingdom or not yet in mm-hmm. the kingdom. Mm-hmm. I wonder. Absolutely. I, I, I don't know. Well, and even as we think about. Uh, generational lines right. thinking about sure. suffering so that you know later generations don't. don't have to as much or in different ways or yeah. things like that yeah yeah so i think that that leads me to say we want to keep a an eternal perspective mm. which that's a great reminder simply says i don't know everything and yeah. I have a limited, finite perspective. Mm-hmm. The eternal perspective is God knows everything. And so he knows what's cooking. Yes. And we trust that it's for God's glory mm-hmm. and the sake mm-hmm. of others. Yeah. See, that's, that's how I define spiritual formation. Mm-hmm. It's the process of being transformed into the image of Christ for the glory of God and the sake of others. That's yeah. a simple definition. Yeah. That's what it means. So the fact that God would be glorified in our suffering and 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 somehow for the sake of others mm-hmm. help them that's and that's what Paul's getting at here. Yeah. Endure. Yeah. Not even for your own sake. <laughs> right. And not only Maybe yeah, for others. Mm-hmm. That's and a great And you know this reminder. as a parent. Gosh, oh, how, yeah. how many Nights are we up praying for our kids mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. suffering, thinking, watching them make choices oh. that we wish they wouldn't, and yes. recognizing mm-hmm. our parents went through this as well. And, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought erroneously uh, and naively after my boys, you know, grew up and mm-hmm. became adults, that. Um, I would my my job as a parent would be over. Yeah. Now my responsibility <laughs> towards them is to just be their chum and their buddy, mm-hmm. and we can do fun stuff together. Yeah. No, I think we're always a parent. Yeah. We're. I would agree. I think our. You know, I think about my boys. I think they have enough friends. They only have one dad, mm-hmm. and I am mm-hmm. always going to be their dad. Yeah. Not just their friend. Yeah. Um, we are friends. We practice as friends. Mm-hmm. And I'm also their dad. Yeah. And that's at 21 and 23, that's uh, different than it was when they were younger. Certainly. And I think in some ways it's it's more difficult. Mm. I say, and, you know, uh, 
often I'm full of baloney, and you know this, and this may be one of those cases. <laughs> no, I think each season of parenting has its it uh, unique challenges. And... But I, I say, you know, being a parent of a, of a kid is easy. Uh, yeah. Being a parent of an adult is really difficult. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's... it's not true. Uh, but it helps me feel better. Yeah. I mean, I I think it there absolutely it can get difficult because they start to also experience more suffering. And yes. yes. And it And usually at their own hands. Yeah. Because they make really <laughs> poor choices. Yeah, because yeah. that's the age and it's mm-hmm. it's hard to watch yeah. watch uh, our kids choose suffering and I think yeah. I think often about what that must be like for God, <laughs> because right. God watches us, right. even as grown adults, make choices that right. we know are not for our benefit. Yep. And the thank la- goodness that's not the end of the story. <laughs> right. I agree. the The last thing that I I I would say here that I that I didn't include, and it would have taken a whole new sermon, maybe more. Yeah. And that is the worst thing you or another can do when you or another is suffering is spout off Christian platitudes. Oh, yes. Oh, Mm. that bugs me to no end. And I come out of that. I'm a recovering platitude Mm -hmm. speaker Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) because I I used to. Do we need to get a t-shirt with that? (laughs) I used to speak in Christian platitudes. Recovering platitude speaker. Okay. I like it. Yeah. (laughs) Or recovering speaker of platitudes. Yes, Maybe that's 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 better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll I'll add with that. (laughs) I think that, you know, God, we're so good at Christian platitudes Mm. in the church, you know. Mm-hmm. Let, it's okay. Let go and let God. Or God is uh, God has you here for a purpose. Yeah, I'm not sure that's always the case. Right. Like, God has us here. Yeah. God will use it purposefully, but I'm not sure God put me there for this purpose. Right. We don't I, understand God's plans. We, and this yes. This is a part of God's right. plan. Right. <laughs> it, you know, you, you lost a loved one, and uh, you know God needed another angel. Uh, yeah. No, God did not need another <laughs> angel. Uh, you know, it's a, so yeah. That I would, mm. you know, maybe I don't know what our time's like. But yeah, probably we're, getting close. We're but wrapping it up. I would, you know, God. I would say yes. We cannot go to that place of Christian platitudes. Yeah, they're 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 uh, they don't ring true. They're disingenuous. Um, they are well, they're not shallow when what's they're required shallow. in those seasons are depth. Yeah, we need people willing to go to the deep. Right. hard places with us, the yeah. vulnerable places. Right. And we're not good at that. No. Especially in the West. We mm-hmm. don't go there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think mm-hmm. Jesus did. Yeah. And Paul did. And that's what Paul says to Timothy. Yeah. Go to the deep places with this church you're pastoring in Ephesus. Yeah. You can't do it without the deep places. Mm. And you really can't. Mm. And as hard as that is, we do it for the glory of God and the sake of others. Yeah. So maybe yeah. instead of uh, closing with that whole go forth and prosper, maybe it's go forth and suffer. Is yeah. that what you're telling us? Uh, well, I don't know <laughs> if I would pray that. <laughs> go forth with God's presence in any situ, any and all situation. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's a good benediction. That's, good. that's a good one. I yeah. Like I, yeah. I, again, I think, 
yes, suffering is a difficult and not a fun topic. Mm-hmm. Um, contrary to how you began the podcast, it's not everybody's <laughs> favorite. I don't know what you're thinking, Amanda. Yeah. <laughs> you totally do not have your finger on the pulse of the congregation. <laughs> or humanity in general. Or humanity in general. Like, oh, she's way off. Yeah. <laughs> We'll receive that as irony. How's that? Absolutely. <laughs> well, let's close That's close good. with prayer and we'll sign off for the week. Sounds good. Thank you. God, we are, as weird as it sounds, thankful for the times of suffering mm-hmm. uh, because we know that regardless of circumstances, you are with us. Mm-hmm. We pray that you would help us to be brave and bold enough to surrender ourselves Uh, to the places of suffering, that you would help us to enter into the suffering of others, Mm -hmm. that you would give us the awareness uh, to see you at work, especially in those difficult places. We are so thankful that you are a God who understands suffering. Jesus, we know that you modeled this, that you modeled staying open to the world in the midst of suffering, that you know what it is like to go through difficult circumstances, even beyond what we can comprehend. And you invite us Mm. to do life with you and with one another. Help us to heed that invitation to say yes to a life in Christ, knowing that we will encounter suffering and knowing that in it, You will not leave us alone. Thank you for your presence, for your love, and for your grace. We lift our prayers to you in the precious and holy name of Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Amanda. Uh, Yeah. Thanks for a good conversation, and we'll see you again. Bye, friends. Bye.